Hi there, and welcome to Quid Pros Quo. I'm Zach. And I'm Rin. And today we are talking about a writing exercise. Um, this writing exercise is pretty simple. All that you do is that you go to a newsletter of some kind that announces the publication of new books, and you start to divide out the the blurbs that are written for self-published books versus the um, blurbs that are written for published books. And then you compare what is going on in these blurbs to see if you can identify what things sound like they are, you know, self-published versus if they are traditionally published. Normally what you're going for is you're going for the traditional published sounding blurb because normally those are more polished and more professional. And then you use those principles to go in and to write the blurb for your own work in progress. Yeah, so some of the value in this exercise is beyond just making your book look more professional, more cleaned up, more tidy, uh, is that you can really hone your writing skills, I think, because mm-hmm. the brevity, the soul of wit is brevity. Yes. Yeah, brevity is the soul of wit. That's the proper syntax for the sentence. Shakespeare, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> brevity is the soul of wit. So the more concise you can make your writing, the easier it is going to be to communicate to other people and to get across your ideas. Right. You don't want to uh, overburden the reader with uh, bad writing so that they can't understand and latch on to the story beyond the writing. Yes, right? and you want it to be more engaging. Like, when you generally look at, like, the traditional published versus self-published stuff, the traditional published stuff, the blurb is more engaging and it makes you really want to read the book while the other one is like, eh, that's kind of past. Yes, yes, yeah. for sure. Um, I subscribe to a book newsletter called BookBub, and BookBub is great um, for... It's great for this exercise because you have a good mix of things that have been both traditionally published and things that are self-published. And I was actually kind of surprised when I was using using, um, this newsletter to go through this exercise because some things that I thought were were self-published, were actually traditionally published. Some things that were tra- that I thought were traditionally published ended up being um, self-published. self-published. A couple things to think about when you are looking at um, self-published books. Um, some of the characteristics are that you will probably, you may have a mention of what the character feels rather than what the character does. Um, you might actually end up having a question inside of your um, inside of your blurb. Um, that's not necessarily to say that all questions are bad, but in the sample that I looked at, only self-published books had questions in their blurbs. And then the other thing that I noticed is that some of these have. There are actually two things that I noticed here. One of them is that there it's rare but sometimes you will see passive voice rear its ugly head inside of these blurbs um passive voice makes it sound more more amateur than than professional and then finally 
Um, I also, Before we move on, yes. can you give an example of passive voice? Yes. So, so the this is not original, but my favorite way of remembering what if something is passive voice or not is if you can put by zombies at the end of it and it still makes sense as a sentence. Yes. Um, the more technical grammatical definition is that the, the object of the sentence um, is placed where the subject belongs. So rather than saying, I sat down in the chair, you say, the chair was sat in by me. Yes. And you can tell that one of those sounds a lot better than the other one. Um, but in many cases, passive voice can be a little bit more a little bit more invisible and a little bit more tricky. Um, and just to be clear, passive voice is not evil. There are cases where you want to use passive voice, um, but that's a... Topic for another time. We can do a whole episode on passive voice, I'm sure. Excellent. Um, so besides the passive voice, the other thing that kind of sticks out for self-published um, blurbs is that they tend to have a higher reading level than professionally published books. Why that might be, I don't know. Um, but if I were to take a stab at it, it, I think it has something to do with the average reading comprehension inside of, for example, the United States. Um, most people in the United States can read around a fifth grade reading level, which is kind of sad, but you can't really get around that fact unless, you know, you're inside of education and you can, you know, you can work to help people have higher um, higher reading comprehension, which if you are, blessings to you. We need more of you. Um, but if you're, if you find that your the reading level of your blurb is uh, is higher than a fifth grade reading level, that's a signal to you that you need to simplify um, because it makes it sound more amateurish. So on the other hand, when we're talking about um, traditionally published blurbs, um, there aren't any questions. There is a focus on what the character does rather than what the character feels. Um, and they will also often include endorsements from established authors um, or a specific number of ratings. Um, if you're familiar with Goodreads, um, many of these have, um, have mentions of how many five-star ratings they have on Goodreads um, or talking about prizes. So if the... Uh, if the author won, for example, a Hugo Award or was a bestseller, whether it was for USA Today or the New York Times or whatever it may be, that is something that is sometimes mentioned inside of the blurb. Um, the other kind of surprising thing is that these um, these blurbs tend to be a little bit shorter, right around, you know, 42, 42 words, whereas the more amateurish ones are around 45 words. So it's not a huge difference, but when you're thinking percentage-wise, right, three words out of 45 is, it's a, it's a chunk. Roughly 6%, I think. Yeah. So it's, you know, you're thinking about how much shorter can you cut your, your blurb, and that will make it sound more snappy. Like what Rin was mentioning, you know, brevity is the soul of wit. And so if you can make it shorter and get your point across, you should make it shorter. Yes, Absolutely. I would also say that when it comes to making your blurbs shorter, like, if he, it was Ernest Hemingway who told the world's saddest story in six words, yes. baby shoes for sale never worn. Yep. Um, if your 
not trying to tell you the gist of your story in as few words as possible, then it's more likely readers are going to get bored because mm. you don't want to give away like the whole book, like the whole. You want to give a a taste of the book, but you don't want to give them the whole three course meal. Yes, you want enough to enough to get them interested and not be like, well, I feel like I don't have to read it now. Yeah, yeah, I subscribe to the same book bub newsletter, and I will say a lot of the ones that are I can tell are self help are the ones that are like basically take you up to the very like final battle and they're like will they win the final battle and i'm like yes <laughs> they will just throwing that out there but i think so like, like you know advertising it's a tragedy yeah which like leads into like plot or progress promises progress payoff yeah but that's like again another episode yes I would love to talk about tragedy sometime because i love me some tragedy same so Let's talk about application of these things. First of all, if you haven't done this exercise before, you should give it a try. You will be surprised by what you find. But things that you can think about when you are using your, um, when you're taking these principles and writing your own blurb is that you're going to want to, if you have, uh, you know, beta reader comments or if you're self-published and you have some kind of uh, um, rating on um, on your Amazon page or wherever you're on your publishing, um, consider including that depending on if it's short enough, if it's snappy enough, um, and if the, if the reviewer is okay with you, with you using it. Um, if you, if you don't, then you leave it out and you keep going and you make do with what you have because you don't want to invent, uh, you don't want to invent something that isn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say one of the, worst things, one of my worst experiences with BookBub was that I found this book and it sounded kind of interesting and it was, it said that it was from a New York Times bestselling author. I go in, I start reading it and immediately I can tell that something is wrong because the prose was just so clunky and I'm sitting here and I'm like, is this, could this really be a New York Times bestselling author? And so I did the thing that is super nerdy and I went through I went to Wikipedia where they archived the, you know, each, um, each year's bestsellers. Um, and I went through and I was like, does this person show up here? And the answer was no. Like I could not find them on the New York Times bestsellers list. I couldn't find them online. Like I couldn't find their website or anything. And that just kind of really soured my... So they just lied about their credentials, which you should not do. Yeah. That one is so easily like... Verifiable. Yeah. Yeah, verifiable. Yeah, so don't do that. Um, but if you do have those credentials, share them, use them. Um, it's not bragging. You earned them. Use them. And uh, even if it was bragging, you should do it because you're trying to sell yourself as an author. Yes, yes, exactly. The other thing that I would say is that when you're trying to look at reading level, um, I use a tool called Hemingway Editor. You just type it into your uh, search engine of choice, HemingwayEditor.com. And it'll pull up this uh, this web application that you can use in order to analyze the complex uh, the complexity of it, your of your piece of writing. So you know you can copy paste in there. It will give you a grade level, and then it also has suggestions for identifying this is where passive voice is used, or this word is overly complicated, and you can switch it out, or you have an adverb here. Consider switching out a. Uh, switching it out for a more powerful verb. 
um, those sorts of things. So you can use Hemingway Editor to get your grade level down. So Rin and I have applied some of these principles to our own works in progress. I know we want to take a moment to share them with you and talk about how they are utilizing and employing these principles. So let's start with you, uh, Rin. You wrote a blurb for Witch's Blood. So my quote is, the queer enemies to lover's fantasy I've been waiting for. And then my blurb, which I am literally rewriting as you spoke, <laughs> because I had no idea what you meant by the grade level. Uh-huh. I didn't know Hemingway wasn't really good. So I just put it in. So it's grade nine, so I could definitely take it way down. But Cordelia and Astor travel through a war-torn continent in efforts to save Cordelia's coven from torture. And this is a YA novel, so it's okay if the content of the blurb is not appropriate for readers in grade three. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the reading level needs to be accessible yes. to people in grade three. Yes, that's a good distinction. Um, so Rin included a quote um, talking about the, you know, talking about the strengths of her work in progress. Um, you have active voice all throughout the um, all throughout the blurb, and it's short. It comes in at 29 words, which is excellent. Um, this is a blurb that I wrote for my latest um, short story publication. Um, the quote is, A quick, easy read and a delightful story. 20 days ago, Theo's best friend, Maria, went missing. Theo turns to his teacher, Miss Gonzalez, to find answers and a way to communicate with Maria. Excellent. So that one comes in at about 34 words and is a grade three reading level, according to Hemingway. You have the endorsement, which is really nice, and it tells the story without giving away the ending. Yep. So what your what our invitation to you is, is to do this exercise and then write out your write out your blurb employing these principles um, when you do that we'd love to uh, to see those um, whether via email or commenting on our Instagram page awesome thank you so much um, we hope you take it upon yourself to participate in this exercise and Zach you want to take us out for sure thank you so much for joining us today on quid pros quo we'll see you next time <laughs>